I believe that the Holy Spirit uh, out of the Godhead is overlooked and many times uh, looked at as being optional, uh, being uh, supplemental, uh, being a hitchhiker, uh, just going through a spiritual uh, hitchhike, uh, spiritual ride in, in, in you and your body throughout life. But he's, he's there to be a, uh, a active participant in your life, and he is God in your life. And, and many times we're not looking at him as being God. We look at him as some add-on, some supplement, some accessory in our life. And so today, hopefully, we get something that we've never gotten concerning what God wants for our life. And that's, that's the Godhead of the Holy Spirit being in our life. And so, so I want to I give you today's message title, title and it's being, be, being filled with the Holy Spirit. It's what I've entitled this today. And, and honestly, this whole series, as I, I, I thought it was going to go one direction, but it's going to go a little bit different. And even, even this, for you that have been filled with the Holy Spirit and uh, continue to be filled with the Holy Spirit, it's going to be a little bit different in even what you thought. Uh, but I, what I want to do is I want to lead off with a couple of passages of Scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, first of all, it says, Do you not know? This is a question being posed not only to the church of Corinth, but I believe it's a, it's a question that is being asked of all of us. Do you not know? Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the, Holy, that the Spirit of God dwells in you? Do you not know that? It's almost like, guys, wake up. Do you not know that the Holy Spirit lives inside of you? That God lives inside of you? You, you gotta, you gotta get a revelation of, of who it is that lives inside of you. Do you not know? I believe if we don't get that, we, we tend to have a tendency of dishonoring Him in our life. In that we, we start to ignore Him, uh, or we, uh, 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 maybe even in some cases, not only ignore Him, we just, we just kinda not even acknowledge Him. We just forget about Him being inside of us. And he can't be who he wants to be in our life. And so Romans 14 verse 7 says this. It says, for uh, we don't live for ourselves or die for ourselves. For if we live, it's to honor the Lord. So we ought to live to honor the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us. And if we die, it's to honor the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Christ died and rose again for this very purpose to be Lord both of the living and the dead. And so we need to honor him in our lives. We, we don't need to ignore him. We don't need to definitely neglect him. But we need to acknowledge him and know that this is a walk that we ought to be walking moment by moment, day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year, throughout our lifetime. That we're to walk with the Holy Spirit. It is a walk. And, and it's that he ought to be so real to us, even more so than those that are around us. That he lives and dwells inside of us. And, uh, and he wants to be that real to all of us. But frankly, I believe a lot of people are not experiencing the Holy Spirit. How do I know that? Well, let me take you another passage of scripture. It's found in Romans 14, verse 7. It says, for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but get this, what is the kingdom of God? 
It's righteousness and peace and joy. Where? In the Holy Spirit. Righteousness, being right standing with God, absolutely. But also, it's having a life that is that you're living right. And the only way to live a right life before God is by the Holy Spirit, in the Holy Spirit. You'll never do it alone, not in your own effort, not in your own strength, not in your own power. You don't have the power and the ability to live the righteous life that he would have you live. And yeah, you are made righteous when you are born again. Thank God for that. And you, you know, you, you, you're, you're righteous, but he wants you to live a righteous life, a right life before him. And there's a lot of people that are, are, are faltering too often in their life. And I believe it's because they're missing that last little part in the Holy Spirit. They're, 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 not, they're not being filled with the Holy Spirit, staying filled with the Holy Spirit, and therefore they're, they're not living out the life that God intend for de, intended for them to live. Secondly here, the Bible says here that we, uh, the kingdom of God is also not only righteousness but peace. And there are far too many Christians that are struggling with depression and, and uh, worry and all kinds of stuff in their life. And there's not a peace that passes all understanding in why is it? Why is that happening? Let's be honest. Are we really at peace? Peace with God, peace with ourselves, peace, just walking in peace no matter what storm we're going through. We just know that we know that we know that, hey, if God be for us, who, who could be against us? What could be against us? We know that it, we're going to get through this, and we're going to not only get through this, but we're going to get through this victoriously, that we're not going to be overcome, but we're going to be overcomers in whatever we go through, and we're just at peace at that. We know that we know that we know. Why? Because we're walking in the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit of God, will, he, will, he will make that make us aware of that. And then, let's be honest. Are we really, really operating in the fruit of joy in our life? Do, do, I mean, are we joyous in our life? Or are we walking around like we're sucking lemons all the time? <laughs> you know, it's, it's almost like you talk to somebody. Nobody wants to be around somebody negative. And I'm going to tell you, this world is negative, And we default in the flesh, we default to the negative. And so we need the Holy Spirit to keep us positive, to keep us full of joy, knowing that, man, it's all going to work. It's all going to be good. It's good. Amen? And so we need to understand, we need to understand that it's in the Holy Spirit that we're going to have this life. Uh, Ephesians 5 says this, though. It says this, it says, and don't, don't get drunk with wine. You could say that, don't get drunk with anything. You, you can say, don't get drunk with yourself. Amen. Don't get drunk with things. Amen. Don't get drunk with, uh, with pride. Don't get drunk with anything else. It says, don't get drunk with wine, which is rebellion. Instead, be filled with the fullness of the Holy Spirit. I like the way this translation brings it out. With the fullness of the Holy Spirit. He wants us so full of Him that when any time we're bumped Somebody rubs us wrong, the only thing that's going to come out is the fruits of the Spirit. Amen? Amen? Amen. And so we need to be being filled. As a matter of fact, that, that where it says there, uh, be filled, it's a continuous thing. Be being filled with the Holy Spirit. It's not just a one-time event. It's not just a one-time thing. It is a continuous thing that we need to be being filled with the Holy Spirit in our life. 
You ask some believers, they, they, well, I've been filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, you need to be being filled again, baby. Because <laughs> I'm seeing the fruits of the flesh, not the fruits of the Spirit happening. Now, it doesn't mean from time to time we're going to blow it. We, but we need to be quick to get back. Right? So I want to I just, in this time that we have together, I just want to sh- share some essentials that all of us need. Essentials to being filled with the Holy Spirit. I think, and this is where I'm going to take it a little bit different direction. I, I think, I think that many many people are not being filled with the Holy Spirit continuously, is because of the things that uh, they're violating some of the things that I'm going to share with you today. So don't you want to know? Don't you want to have a life full of righteousness and and peace and joy in your life? Don't you want to experience the fullness of the kingdom of God? You know, you may be in the kingdom of God, but not experiencing the fullness of the kingdom of God. You may not be experiencing all that God has for you. So this isn't some message that I just want to bring and tickle your ears, because I'm going to tell you what I'm going to share through this whole series. It's going to rub you wrong. Why? Because the things of the Spirit always rub the things of the flesh wrong. And that's just a fact. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trample on the flesh and I'm going to exalt the spirit in, in this, okay? Is that all right with you? See, one, one thing that you, you, you see, I've heard Christians say, well, they just need the devil cast out of them. You can't cast the flesh out and you can't discipline the devil. You've got to cast the devil out and discipline the flesh. Amen? Amen. And, and far too many people are undisciplined in their life. And it, again, once again, you need the Holy Spirit for that. Because one of the fruits of the Spirit is self-control. It's good preaching. I don't care what you say. Okay? So let me give you the first essential here that's needed, I believe, that's needed to be filled. And, and I'm going to tell you, I, I've seen this happen with a lot of people, but... And one of the reasons why we have this 21 days of prayer, and we start out the year with 21 days of, of prayer and fasting, and, and honestly, I just want to encourage you, don't just fast when I'm calling you, as, and I call our church to fast, but live a fasted life. And I know it's, it can be difficult, but if you'll get in, into the routine of doing it, if you'll get into the habit of doing depending on the Spirit of God, uh, proclaiming it. Every day I proclaim, there's some declarations that I make over my life, over us, over our church, over our leadership. I'm making it. Some of our leaders not there yet, but I'm still declaring it. But one of the, one, one of the things that I declare that, uh, over our lives is that I am disciplined. And I am, uh, I am, what's the other thing? I'm disciplined and self-controlled. And I speak this over because I am not where I want to be yet. My wife freaks out when I say that. Because I'm very, very highly disciplined. Haven't always been there, but I'm, I'm speaking it. And again, I give him the glory because it's his help, it's his empowerment, it's his ability that, that gives me the ability to be disciplined. Does that make sense? Okay. And, and, and what happens is, is this one thing. I think people, they lose this one thing that, that is needed by all of us. And that's this. If order, in order for us to be filled with the Holy Spirit, one essential that we probably, the top essential that need is we need to be hungry. We need to be hungry for the things of God. We need to be hungry for the things of the Spirit. We need a hunger. Those that are hungry and, hunger and thirst, they will be filled. 
The problem is, is there's not a hunger. Here, I wrote this statement down. What you hunger for, you will fill yourself with. What you hunger for, if it's money, guess what you're going to fill yourself with? If, if, if it's fun, what are you going to fill yourself with? If it's pleasure, what are you going to fill yourself with? Whatever it is that you hunger for, you're going to fill yourself with. And our, far too many people have lost their hunger for the things of God. I read the scripture last week, if you were here, and you get to hear it again. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 and 17 out of the Passion Translation. It says, as you yield freely and fully to the dynamic life and the power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. There are far too many people that are craving the things that please the self-life, selfishness. And therefore, guess what? They're full of their selves instead of full of the Holy Spirit. Come on, let's be honest. And it goes on to say, for your self-life craves the things that offend the Spirit of Holy Spirit and, and hinder him from living free within you. The Holy Spirit's intense cravings hinder your old self from dominating you. So then the two incompatible conflicting forces within you are your self-life of the flesh and the new creation life of the spirit. And so there's, you know, we're hungry. We're just hungry for the wrong things. We need to hunger for the things of the spirit. You know, and, and I, I say this honestly. I say this with, with all uh, uh, humility. I, I say this not to criticize, but, but man, I tell you, a lot of people, they lose their hunger. When you're hungry, you're going you're gonna to go, you're going to go, you're going to do whatever it is that you need to do to fulfill that hunger. I mean, if you, if you're hungry enough, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to be uncomfortable to go ahead and get something to eat. Isn't that right? You're going to go to distance to, to get some food to, so that you can fulfill those hunger pains that you have. And there are far too many people that will not, they will not go the distance spiritually. And, and I'm not trying to make you uncomfortable, but some of you, you have, a, you have a, a greater hunger for sleep than you do for your prayer life. You have a greater hunger to eat food than you do to, to seek the things of God. And I want to I challenge you. At the same time, I want to encourage you. And, and I want to show you love in the midst of all of this. That God has so much better than the things of the flesh for you. Because it's always going to leave you wanting more and it'll never satisfy. The things of the Spirit, man, I'm telling you, there's just a, such, a, such a joy, such a peace, such a fulfillment. There's just a, a life that I want you to experience if you've not experienced it before. But you got to hunger. I was talking to, because right now we're having, our church is having a, having problems with parking. Isn't that a good problem to have? Yeah. We're having problems, you, and, and so you, you're aware of that. We're having problems parking out there, just out of parking slots, and, and, uh, and so we're thinking, you know, what do we do? And, and so uh, uh, Pastor Ron and Pastors Ron and Carol were here a couple of weeks ago. If you uh, were here, uh, we had a guest speaker in, and, uh, and we were talking over a meal and was talking about that issue and that problem. And, and his wife said, uh, Carol said, uh, what about the, 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 uh, the, 
the grass area out there, and I and I told her, I said, well, it's great. We could probably use that, and we can use that, and we have used that. But uh, but what do we do when it rains? And, and she made this comment. And she says, but when it rains, you won't need it because people don't come to church when it rains. Do you know that attendance typically drops about 25% when it rains? Listen. Listen. Where's the hunger? When you're hungry, you're going to do whatever it takes to get, from, get, to, get, to, get what God has for you. And, and I'm going to tell you, prayer, we're doing these 21 days of prayer and fasting. It's unfortunate, but our, our prayer services are not as attended as they need to be. And so what do I want to do? I want to challenge you. Not, I'm not here to condemn you, but I want to challenge you. Press in. Maybe you don't have a hunger. Press in. Come with us. And let's, let's, let's uh, feed, that, feed that desire to, to have more from God. Amen? Rusty's going to bring a word. I have no idea what it is, but I know it'll be a good word. And he's going to bring a word, and we're going to come together, and we're going to pray this Friday, and we're just going to seek God with all of our heart. Hey, we're a part of a network. They're doing this every day at 6 o'clock, Monday through uh, Friday, and then on Saturdays, they're coming together uh, at 9 o'clock, and they're holding prayer services just like we're doing on Friday night. They're doing it six days a week. And we're only doing it once. Come on, we can, we can, press, we can press on. Amen? All right, hunger. We need, some, we need to be hungry. The Bible tells us in Romans 12, 11, it says, Never be lacking for zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Never be lacking. What's this say to you and I? That we can lack in our spiritual fervor. We can lack in our hunger. I, li- I like the way the Passion Translation puts this. It says it this way. It says, Be enthusiastic to serve the Lord, keeping your passion toward Him boiling hot. Let's go on. Radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let Him fill you with excitement as you serve Him. Man, He does that in us. He'll do that. But you guys and myself included, we have to pursue Him. He's not going to force himself on you and I. Okay, so are we good? Yes. All right, so what's, what's, what's being rubbed right now? It's the flesh, right? Yeah. Just recognize that. It's the flesh. The flesh doesn't like it, and that's okay. We're going to find out in a little bit the flesh ain't going to profit you any, anyway. It's not going to lead you to anything that's going to be fulfilling and satisfying. That's all right. I'm, I'm, hey, I'm your friend. I love you. Just know I'm saying the things that I'm saying today because I care for you. So we need a hunger. The second thing, the second essential that we need is we need a humility. I think many people have lost their humility in that we need to be humble and, and, and see that we need God. Too many people are going through life, doing life, thinking that they can do life better without the Holy Spirit's continuous help in their life. They may not think it or they may not say it. But that's how we're living it. And that's a very prideful statement to think that we could do this life and do it successfully without his help. It takes humility. Uh, I want to go back and read again 
uh, Galatians 5.16, it says, As you yield freely, yield. We could say it this way, as you humble yourself freely and, and, and fully to the dynamic life and the power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your life self. How are you going to abandon the cravings? How are you going to abandon the wrong hunger pains that you have? It's by yielding yourself to the Holy Spirit. It's by humbling yourself to him and saying, I desperately, desperately need you. I felt like the Lord told me this. I, I, and, and, you know, you, you can take it and you can ask the Lord if I'm correct or not. But I, I really felt like he said, if, if you don't honor the authority of human uh, authority, then you're going to have problems with honoring his authority. And so you need to, if you struggle, there's a lot of people that struggle with, uh, with uh, human authority in their life. And, and you, need to, you need to do a checkup in your life. Make sure that you're, you're a humble individual. Jesus, he came not to be served, but he came to serve. He, saw, he humbled himself unto death for you and I. He didn't have to, he chose to. He did it willingly. And, 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 and so we need to humble ourselves. And one of the reasons why I get up every day and I pray every day is because I know I can't do this without him. There's far too many moving parts in my life. There's far too many things going on in my life for me to think that I can do this alone. And, and, and I, I, I've said this before, and maybe you've heard me say this, is that, that the Holy Spirit is, uh, in, in, the, in the scripture is talked about as being like oil. He, there's an anointing, there's, a, there's an oil in, in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is an oil, like, like the oil. I don't, I, don't, I don't even know how to say it, but he's, he's like oil. And, 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 and so you see that as, as, as a symbol, the Holy Spirit, the oil being a symbol of the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and just like an engine has all kinds of moving parts going, and if you take the oil out of that engine, guess what happens? It blows. And so you've got, you've, got, you've got your marriage going, you've got your ministry going, you've got work going, you've got children going, you've got cooking going, you've got uh, uh, you know, housework, yard work, you've got all these different things going. You've got a lot of moving parts. And if you remove the Holy Spirit out of all of those moving parts, something's going to blow up. He's the only one that keeps it all going, going right, going successfully. Because he knows how to do that. But how do we do that? We have to humble ourselves under the almighty hand of God. We have to be humble knowing that we cannot do this. That's why we pray. That's why we seek God. That's why we submit to him. That's why we yield to him. Uh, I, I, there's a pastor that I listened to, and he turned over his church to his son Son's doing a great job. They're they're actually nationally known, and we we actually support uh, the uh, the uh, missions endeavor of of this pastor that turned over his church to his son, and and uh, it's a church planning organization where we right now are. I think we're at about thousand. Uh, no, excuse me, three hundred something churches that we've planted already this year uh, through uh, Surge. It's called Surge, and it's in uh, uh, over. Uh, overseas, and we we get to do that and uh, be a part of that. And anyway, he he told his son. He says he says whatever you say, the answer is, or whatever you ask of me, the answer is yes. 
and I thought about that when I was preparing this. Holy Spirit, whatever you say, the answer is yes. The answer is yes. Whatever it is that you say, I don't care how much it rubs my flesh wrong. I don't care who, who else it might rub wrong. The answer is yes. Whatever you want. I'm, hum- I'm, I'm, I'm humbling myself before you. Have your way in my life. I'm going to tell you, he can fill a person like that up. Isn't that true? This past uh, week, uh, this past week, you can give me a little bit more time? This past week, uh, we, my wife and I, uh, went and uh, had some lessons, uh, some bowling lessons, because we've been bowling far too long and doing far too bad. For too long, and uh, it's it was it was with a friend of, of of my wife and I and Ray and Alicia and and Terry and Shannon and and so he he went and he went and spent three games with us and just coached us and just taught us and uh, his name's Charles and uh, and so he 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 he's, he dealt with our posture he dealt with the uh, the speed he dealt with the throw you know he he dealt with all of that stuff and and I could see my game got more consistent and and so what what was cool and now hopefully i haven 't forgot it i'm i 'm looking forward to this afternoon in our small group to go bow but uh but here's I thought about this too when I was preparing this in order for that his instruction to benefit me, I had to humble myself and say, whatever you say it 's yes. It's yes, because you know more than I know, and if I will follow your instruction, it will help me. I, I think there's far too many people, and let's, let's all be honest, there's far too many people when, when they're instructed, especially by authority, human authority, the, the tendency is resistance, and, 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 if, and if they really don't want to do it, it's just rebellion. They just they just say no, or they just just go the opposite way. It may they may not be rude about it. They just you know I'm just amazed at some of the attitudes that that Christians have in nowadays. And I'm not here to spank you. I'm but I'm here to spank the flesh a little because you'll never change unless it's uncomfortable. And and, and honestly, we need to be uncomfortable. We need to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. If you become comfortable in the flesh, it's because your flesh is getting its way too often. And so you need to be, you need to be comfortable with being uncomfortable in your life. Amen? Amen. And, and so Charles helped us. He was able to help us out. And now let me, let me tie this into this, this message. The Holy Spirit knows how to get things done. You've got to trust him. You've got to humble yourself to him. He knows how to take you places that you'll never make. You'll never be able to make it there alone. He can do in one moment what it'll take you a lifetime to try to accomplish. And we've just got to trust him. Okay? All right? Let me, let me move on. Number four, the fourth thing is we need to be wise. I thought about this. Three is that what I said? Four. Okay. You just. You, I said three. You just heard four, right? 
And, and I thought about this, and, 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 and it's this, and I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time here, but let me, let me do say this, is that your mindset determines what uh, you'll become full of. Your mindset. If you're full of yourself in your thinking, then you're going to be full of yourself in, in your life. But if, you're, if your mind is meditating on the things of the Spirit, then you're going you're gonna to be always inviting more of Him into your life. Oh, gosh, I need more of you, Lord. Guys, I need more of Him. I don't want to go through... I want to go... I, life's too short. I don't want to go through life without His power, without His ability, without His instruction, without His enlightenment, without His leading in my life. He wants to lead me and guide me into all truth. And if I'm not walking in, in, in discovering that truth in my life, that means I am walking in bondage. And I'm going to take probably a, a phrase that I'm, I'm going to share with you next week. But too many people have become comfortable. They've become comfortable with, and fam, with their familiar bondage. They're so comfortable in their familiar bondage instead of moving out into the unfamiliar freedom that God has for them. They've just become comfortable with their bondage. And the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, he's here to liberate us, to set us free. And, and I think what, what happens is that we have our minds set on the wrong, wrong thing. We're thinking the wrong things continuously. Romans says it this way in Romans 5. I'll start there. It says, those who are motivated by the flesh only pursue what benefits themselves. But those who live by the impulses of the Holy Spirit are motivated to pursue spiritual realities. For the mindset of the flesh is death. But the mindset controlled by the Spirit finds life and peace. In fact, the mindset focused on the flesh fights God's plan and refuses to submit to his direction because it cannot. For no matter how hard they try, God finds no pleasure in those who are controlled by the flesh. He can't please God in the flesh. But when the Spirit of of Christ empowers your life, you are not dominated by the flesh, but by the Spirit. And if you are not joined... To the Spirit, the Anointed One, you are not of Him. Get this. I love this. I, I looked this up. There's a child that's needed up there. Uh, I just looked up there. Hey. Uh, but I looked this up. And in, 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 it's really an un, unusual Greek statement that's being made here. It says, if you are not joined to the Spirit of the Anointed One, you are not of Him. It literally, it literally reads this way. If anyone is not joined to the Spirit of Christ, he cannot be himself. The Holy Spirit brings out who you really are in Christ. When we're not walking in the Holy Spirit, we're not walking in who he intended for us to walk in. We're not, we're not, being that, we're not living out that righteous life. That victorious life. Why do, we, why do we struggle with liking ourselves? Because we're really, we're not, we're not the person that we see in the flesh. We're the person that's the hidden man of Christ inside of us. It's, it's, and if you haven't heard me say it, I'll say it uh, today. You, you're spirit being. You, you, you have a soul. You live in a body. 
And it's your body that gives you the, the biggest trouble. Your soul is something that constantly needs to be renewed. It's going to determine whether you live in the flesh. It's going to determine whether you live in the spirit. That's why you need to focus your mind on the things of the spirit so that it leads you to the things of the spirit. Am I making sense? And, and so, so your mind will determine how your life is built. The Bible says if you build your house on a, a, a wise man builds his house on a rock, an unwise person builds a house on a storm, I mean on the a, on a, on a sand. And when the storms hit, then guess what? One is cr- crumbles, the other one continues to stand. So we need to be wise. It's a wise thing. Not to resist the devil, I mean, not to resist uh, 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 the Holy Spirit, but to resist the devil. It's a wise thing. Let me give you this fourth thing really, really quick in closing. Fourth essential. We need to be be believing. We need to be believing all the time. We need to believe, even though we can't see the Holy Spirit working... Even though we may sometimes not feel him, and you know, you don't need to go by feelings anyway. There might be days where you feel like the, the, you feel the presence of God, and there might be days where you don't feel the presence of God. He never leaves you, he never forsakes you. If you'll just live by faith and keep on believing, you know what? He's there, he's doing what he needs to do if you'll do, if you'll just follow him. Yeah. Amen? John 7, verse 37 through 39, it says, On the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. The life of God will flow out of him. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. He wants us to be so full that rivers flow out of us. What are rivers meant for? Not just for our life. Rivers are meant for communities. It's meant for lots of people. He wants us to be so full of his spirit that we're impacting people by the multitudes. But we got to be believing. You got to believe it. You got you got to quit looking at your fleshly life. You got to quit looking at yourself in the flesh and start seeing yourself as he sees you and believe that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and that he lives inside of you and that he wants to keep you continually filled if you'll just pursue him. If you'll do these things, if you will hunger, you'll be filled. If you will humble yourself, you'll be filled. If you'll set your mind on the things of God, he, he'll, he'll fill you. And if you keep believing, and if, if you ask him to fill you, he's going to fill you. Amen? Amen. You know, I, I got born again uh, September uh, in 1986. 80, I had to look at my mother. In 1986. And I am going to be 33 years old in the Lord uh, in just a few months. Yeah, isn't that cool? And five days after, I didn't know anything about the things of God. I was, I was a great, uh, good disciple of the devil. I was 100% heathen. 
I knew how to sin. I did it well. You understand? And then, and then I opened up my heart, and Jesus came into my life. I allowed him to come into my life. He transformed my life. And five days later, somebody came. My, my brother and his pastor came to my house and said, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You need the power of God. I was in bondage to alcohol, nicotine, still uh, uh, just, you know, just uh, was in bondage to it. Five days later, uh, but I know that, I knew that I knew that something happened in me. I was born again. I was a brand new creature, and, and still in the flesh, I was struggling with that. And still in the flesh, all of us struggle with something, and he's trying to liberate us and set us free. And, and, and my brother and his uh, pastor says, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And they showed me in the Word of God that, uh, that, uh, that I needed to be filled with the Holy Spirit, that the, his power would... Uh, that, uh, uh, excuse, excuse me, I'm getting... Five different thoughts that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and that uh, that power will liberate me. And I said, You know what? I don't understand this, but I see it, I want it, I believe it, and I received it. And I'm telling you, that night, that night at my house, they came to my house that night, I got filled with the Holy Spirit. I began to pray in a spiritual language called praying in other tongues. Some people resist that. They have a struggle with that. We're going to talk about that in this series. And and, and I'm here to tell you, we have people that speak different languages in here, right? Raise your hand if you speak a different language in English. Okay? A different language in English. Okay, we got several different languages here. And you know what? They may be speaking those different languages and I may not understand it. doesn't mean that it's, uh, it's from the devil. And you may be speaking a, a heavenly language called speaking in other tongues. doesn't mean that it's from the devil. Okay, and we'll talk about that. I'm not going to get into that today. So please stick around. But that day, I tell you, I, didn't, I, just, I just received God. I began to speak in other tongues, and immediately I went, and I dumped all those beers in the, in the sink, and immediately I threw those cigarettes down. And it's been 30, 33 years almost that, I, I've ever, that I've touched those things because of the power of God, because I believed. Doubt is a deadly thing. You need to believe that he has it all for you. He has everything for you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So here's my question. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you? What is he saying to you today? What is he speaking in your life? Where's your hunger? Where's your humility? Are you you walking in, in God's wisdom? Are you... Choosing to set your mind on the wrong things in your life. By the way, uh, you, can cho- you can choose where your mind goes. I remember I was walking in a defeated way in my life. And it's because I didn't realize that I had the ability to control what I think on. Think on these things. That tells me I have the ability to think on what needs to be thought on. What are you thinking on today? Are you thinking on the cares of this world, the things of this world, or are you thinking on the things of the Spirit? Because I'm going to tell you, wherever your thoughts go is the direction of your life and and the direction it will go. And then lastly, what are you believing? Are you believing God's truth? Are you believing a lie? What are you believing? What's the Holy Spirit saying to you today? What adjustments do you need to make today? What changes? 
do you need to make? Let's pray. Father, I just...